Yes, yes, we are back in the house, literally in the house. (laughs) 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 The wonderful Calculated Conversation radio show. I'm your host, David Jefferson. And I'm Ken Jones. Right, and we back, ready. And another one, and another one. How you doing, sir? Good, good, man. Good. Given the circumstances, man, still, uh, still not doing too bad, bro. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yeah. What's been up with you, man? You've you been, uh, you've been out, of, you've been uh, back and forth. Yeah, doing a little, little movement, a little bit of wiggling. Um, I've been, seeing, I've been seeing the kids in and out, and the lady in and out. Yeah, yeah. It's been uh, having some times. Yeah, I had Carmen down for a couple of weeks. So it was cool kind of having that, having that balance back. That's my, I realized she's my handler. <laughs> be keeping me, keeping me on top of things. Uh, but yeah, that was good having, having, having that bit of time with her and uh, being able to see the girl gang. I got to see all my, my surrogate, my surrogate daughters, AKA her friend group. All her uh, friends. Yeah, yeah. So that was good times. So, uh, so, so with the kids moving out, man, like, do you, do you find it too quiet over there? And you like it with the back, or how does it work? You know, what's wild about it, and and she had brought this up a couple of times because I've gotten so used to just talking out loud mm-hmm. <laughs> and essentially talking to myself, oh, oh. <laughs> um, or laughing, you know. And I feel like I'm I'm a person that laugh, bro. If nobody else is laughing. I'm still laughing. If I find it funny, then it's funny, right? And so there's times where I'd be cracking up at something in the room or I'll say something and really just start laughing. And she'd be like, do you be doing this when I'm not here? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But um, there are moments. And I'll say that, that that was probably the biggest you know, thing once she moved from here was sitting down and not having my my you know, soundboard. Sometimes it did get too quiet when she lived here and I just call her name to ask her something stupid or, you know, right. go knock on her door just to tell her I love her or something like that. Um, so I found my, I have found myself just feeling too quiet, but I've noticed that probably for the past, I say month, month and a half, mm-hmm. I got headphones on almost all day. I got my wireless joints on and do 90% of what I'm doing with headphones on. So this is always some content I'm either streaming uh, podcasts, listening to some of our old stuff, um, throw some music here and there, but it's always something I think that kind of just helps me. And then when I'm at night, you know, I try to give myself the silence just to sit and write or do my reading. But majority of the time I got to put put something on to have it going. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know, man. I like it quiet, but uh, sometimes I just got to play something just to know I'm still alive, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, so uh, so um i don't know i mean like it's been a lot going on this year man a lot you know even even with just the weather is we can't even really look kind of like a representation of how quickly things change um what do you think about 2020 so far i'm curious i mean a lot of people there's a lot of different opinions on 2020 something has been good something has been the worst some people think it's been bad, but as much necessary. Like, what do you think about this year so far, man? We're only halfway through. <laughs> I'm scared to ask what's next. This is the longest decade in six months I've <laughs> <laughs> ever experienced. You know, somebody has sent me a joint that said uh, 2020 is a BDSM scene and none of us know the safe word. I think <laughs> that is a great sum up. Um I say that this this 
first portion of the year has done a lot to expose people. Uh -huh. It's done a lot to expose ourselves and showing a lot of who we are in different types of situations mm. um, from our, you know, global pandemic kicking off. Right. <laughs> uh, then we almost get into war <laughs> at the beginning of the year. Um, this pandemic and then everybody getting tired of the pandemic. So essentially voted on it not being a thing anymore, <laughs> even though uh, medicine says otherwise, science says otherwise. And then, you know, we roll into a global uprising. We can't even, it's, it's not even just domestic. Um, a lot of buttons that were being pushed over hundreds of years have finally broken off and we're out ahead. And it's for myself personally, I think being able to operate, you know, from the space of the things that I have some type of influence over, try to focus there. I know I can't tackle necessarily the world's problems, mm -hmm. but being able to deal with the things that I can that are right around me, um, mm -hmm. making sure to not incite any feelings of, of fear and so on. Um, yeah, yes. Rather it's on my social platforms or in person, allowing people to, allowing people to, you know, the space to deal with these things the way that they need to, not telling anybody there's a right or wrong way to deal with anything. Mm -hmm. um, I think outwardly, I'm not really a person that shows a ton of, I probably seem too calm about too many things in you know high stress situations at times um but i process and think about these things like most people do and but i do have that understanding that there's only so much that i'm able to affect and right. there's situations and conversations i purposely don't engage or put myself in if i don't feel like it's going to be for a forward push right if we're right. just here back and forth for no, there's no end goal to move forward and actually, actually do something that's going to benefit us as a whole, mm -hmm. then I'm not going to do the engagement part. Um, right, right. You know, the opinions are there. We all have them and, and, and it's great. You know, I'm glad people are talking, but I wish more people would listen. Right, right that's 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 the point um but yeah i think i don't know overall being this roller coaster of this back and forth there's so many great things that have came out of 2020 for me so far like weights lifted a renewed focus and energy and the world is in shambles kind of <laughs> at the same time um and i don't even know if it's in shambles i just i think that it's on display in a way that um I think it's on display in a way that only a portion saw it for so long. Right and now, now it's being exposed, and now it seems that there are more people actually willing to stop, listen, and pay attention. And we're starting to see it go from just a me, you, your local community. Now it's starting to creep its way into the systems and the structures that are at play, which is where a lot of the, the, that's where the rioting 
right? <laughs> That's where the that stuff should be taking place is on this systematic level. It should be the same kind of kind of pushbacks happening there, but we're starting to see slowly but surely people taking a stand, whether it's the mayor in DC or the police uh, in Minneapolis, um, uh, the city council, let me say that, the city council in Minneapolis, you know, starting to step up and look at this thing that we're dealing with currently, I guess, as we're dealing with the other things currently, but <laughs> this, this most, uh, uh, yeah, the, it is a lot, man. And I try to get the words out at times. I think there's times where I find myself pretty focused and able to be very on par. And then there's other times I sit back and I feel like it's a lot that rushes in when it's these feelings because you want to be here. You want to, you, we're used to being pillars in a certain sense, right? And I know a lot of people come my way for this clear conscience, this, this, um, ability to be um this ability to be able to see through a lens that's not so jaded but at the same time i'm finding myself um i'm finding more of the <laughs> the jade i guess <laughs> creeping its way in because i i am reading articles i am keeping up with having to keep up with um more of the news cycle and seeing the same conversation being had with different words that frame <laughs> these situations in two whole different lights right. that of course are you know meant to appease whoever whatever side they're trying to appease right. and the misinformation is out of this world yeah as you know we kind of just mentioned right before hopping online of seeing just the way that people are in this moment where we're finding people be exactly who they are and being very vocal and comfortable, right? Being very vocal. And there's no problem with being who you are. That's great. Where the problem kicks in with that. Um, and I think for a lot of us, it's, we're starting to see, um, or not even we're starting to see, because I feel like we as black and brown people, we've already been aware of this. Mm -hmm. But I think that there is a, a greater amount of people able to see what we've been saying. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. especially on these social platforms, you've got a lot of people comfortable right now and not just racial slurs, but really getting into what they think. <laughs> and right. but also doing this on their actual personal page with their job information, <laughs> their right. their uh, you know what 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 school they go to, all of these things, and you know some of them are being um, outed, <laughs> and they're having to deal with that quick karma. Um, the whole thing that we're dealing with right now with the you know unfortunate situation with George Floyd, we're dealing with what is turned into or, or it's trying to be turned into a black and white thing, right? A race, race thing. Right. And one of the things that I want to make sure to highlight, this has nothing to do with black and white, black and brown and white people of color and white. This has to do with racism. <laughs> this has to do with racism, racist. Right. And it's interesting to me how many people are offended by that being called out. Right, right. 
if that doesn't apply to you, why are you defending? Right. Um, why are you riled up? Because we don't want racists. <laughs> but you'll lead in with, I'm not racist, but, 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 and then going down this laundry list of why you are exactly that. And, you know, I, I've thought about even, you know, some of the simple things of, uh, <laughs> I don't see color. Um, um, I don't have any privileges. And if you don't, and you don't know about any of these, why do you argue so hard against people? Because <laughs> if you don't notice them, then why are you fighting back, you know, tooth right. and nail for people trying to level a playing field? Um, that part of this is is just interesting, bro. And, right. you know, up and down, you know, the social timelines, you know, getting into some of these articles and then just hop into the comments and be like, whoa, you know, it's always been like that. I've, I've had fun at multiple times of, of jumping on, um, <laughs> jumping, jumping into like a news article and just guessing what's going to be said in the comments, depending on what the story was about. Right. Um, and then you have another level with this where you get into the media in the way that they paint things. Right. Mm -hmm. Something that has disgusted me is the words are powerful, right? And the words that are chosen to describe situations, watched a video clip of a lady, as you know, everybody's looting, uh, <laughs> there's a target. She's in here grabbing stuff. And this is a soccer mom, middle-aged white lady. That's the look, right? She's putting stuff in a bag, got some shirts over her arm. The uh, <laughs> the reporter, instead of saying this is looting, defaulted to maybe I think she could be an employee, maybe right. just an employee. That's what you went for. I seen that <laughs> an employee that that went to the store and was grabbing. Yeah, okay, that may, they came from home, came to the store to get a couple hundred dollars in stuff to save. Right. Gotcha, right? But we'll frame everything else, riot, looters. Right. right. Th thugs, Not criminals. Thugs, so that word specifically, thugs, right? right. And you've got good old little faux five <laughs> making comments. <laughs> And using the word thugs, which we know what the word thug means. Right. You know, when 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 I looked on uh, uh, reading, you know, some of the comments of when Apple got broken into in downtown Portland. Right. And they they get inside of there. We've seen the video happen to be um, a lot of white uh, people who were running in that store. Right. That's what the video showed. I went through the comments just to see. Not once did I see the mention of a thug. Why? Why? I mean, I know why, but right. Why? <laughs> yeah, why? Notice how the intent is different. Then we go into uh, you know, seeing in these small towns, uh, 
and some of them not even necessarily small towns all across America where we have these people peacefully protesting, right? Just right. saying, stop killing. Right. <laughs> stop. Right. Like this group of people, black people, are being, are having different type of interactions on a normal with police, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to aggression used, um, force, it's different. And people want to pull numbers. Um, the the And I don't even want to say less educated, just people who want to bend stats to their liking. Right. We only make up, what is it, 13, 14% of the population here. Um, right. So when someone says that, well, if you look at the stats, more white people have had this, this, well, uh, wait, you've got to do the math for the percentage. So <laughs> you have to do that metric. And once you line those up, it's nowhere near the same. Right. And it's it's people argue so hard against basic decency that you would you you would think. Then we have video, we have personal testimonies of seeing our police force seeming to choose a side mm-hmm. quite often, right? <laughs> uh, these these fine groups, as our president would 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 call them. Mm-hmm. What does that do to help? What does that do to help anyone in these communities that we live in and come from feel like protect and serve is for us? Right. And we've had this feeling for a very long time. This is this is our knowledge. This is our understanding. Right. We just luckily. And not even luckily, it, it, it sucks that I don't even want to. That, that was the wrong word. Just now we're getting it documented. Now mm-hmm. it's documented. But even with the being documented, <laughs> the outcome has consistently still been the same. Right. Even in people's face. We don't know what have We don't. We don't. We don't. Even though you watched eight to ten minutes of a person in handcuffs. <laughs> right. We don't know what happened before. You know what? That person was already restrained. Right. I, I, there are certain stuff that come on, like, let's be serious. Let's be serious. There's there's this idea that when it comes to black and brown bodies in general, there's not been much value placed on it outside of some type of hard labor. Some running and jumping right or dancing (laughs) for so long right right for so long you know the understanding that even taking out the context of not even just just dealing with uh 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 the the idea of your police brutality let's understand that it also jumps over into the medical field look at the stats on black women and their medical experiences right because this idea that we tolerate pain better <laughs> and we're exaggerating when we're telling what it is that we feel. But this is going into medical history. <laughs> we can look back and see that there were these thoughts of, we just don't feel things. <laughs> right. Um, 
taking it from the level of just interaction on a physical level, it's getting into the understanding that a majority and not, uh, not even a majority, I don't want to give a majority because I don't know that for sure. But a lot of what I see from the people who seem to oppose the um, idea of Black Lives Mattering, for them to come to an, a, to an agreement or to agree that Black Lives Matter somehow is negating everything else and everybody else. Right. Um, <clears throat> one of the conversations that I had of notice that all lives only comes as a counter to black lives. Notice that's the only time that phrase pops up. I've yet to see something happen outside of a black situation <laughs> where all lives matter pops up. Right. That phrase doesn't get used out of the context of a rebuttal. And the idea that me saying, if I was saying Black Lives Matter, that automatically I'm saying nothing else does. Right. And because I don't necessarily subscribe to your thing or have a different opinion, doesn't mean I'm saying that that's not valid, right? I'm not putting, having pride in this doesn't take away from that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to dislike black cars <laughs> because I prefer all my vehicles have been white, right? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean I dislike. This is just what I deal in the space that I deal. This is, this is here. And you get people that want to frame <laughs> things and often do frame things that work to keep them inside it. Right, right. Their commitment to what? Misunderstanding. Man, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Bro, I've been talking about that all weekend, you know, the commitment to misunderstanding. And <clears throat> I really do try to encourage people to, you know, create more dialogue with people that are committed to understanding as opposed to misunderstanding. Um, you know, guys like I know, I know you've I kind of been watching your page too to see what you write. And I said, Cam's being smart and he's not mm -hmm. really engaged. And that's something that we don't do. And I feel like being part of calculated conversation, uh, we've been, you know, like profusely trying to push the idea of, of understanding, you know, mm -hmm. for as long as I can remember. Yes. Uh, it's really nothing new to us. And so I don't really need to get all hot about the collar because <laughs> of what's going on, but we're going to continue to, to push what we push. But, but yeah, I mean, like oftentimes I'm really, you know, uh, a lot of times when I think about it, <clears throat> like I'm really confused. Um, I'm confused on how I Black Lives Matter can be misinterpreted so harshly. Uh, I'm confused on how, you know, Kaepernick taking a knee can be misinterpreted so drastically. Um, and then I had another thought. If they didn't misinterpret it, then they wouldn't have a defense again against it um, relative to what they claim they believe in and, you know, the self-proclaimed patriotism. Right. <laughs> so so they would so you have to misinterpret it first just to develop a defense, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. if you can't do that again, you have to say, you know, you have to be honest if, if you really care about 
this flag or you just really need to you need to make a point and you can't make it if it's just about injustice yes because apparently you 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 fight for justice because of what you believe in right mm-hmm. and so um and so i noticed i kind of been paying attention to that like you have to spin it like so number one if you're just ignorant mm-hmm. or two um i think a lot of people instead of arguing should just come out and say, you know what? I'm not going to argue. The bottom line is I'm just not concerned about black lives. That, that would make the conversation a lot more clear on where you stand instead of us fighting to see why you don't understand. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, those, people, <laughs> those people, we also have to, you know, be conscious of as we engage in dialogue, um, Yes. They don't have they're not committed to understanding. They just they, they have to misinterpret it, you know, just to just to feel good about what they're doing, you know. Um and, and as far as uh you know, just 2020 as a whole, um I def I heard David Banner say that um well I don't know if that was David Banner. Was that? Anyway, somebody basically said that. You know, there are, you know, I mean, you, you do see the, the heightened uprise of, you know, more white Americans and more Americans of other nationalities mm-hmm. that are stepping forward, unlike ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that due to the media in the past, they painted the picture so clear mm-hmm. that, again, we're the thugs, we're the aggressors, we're the criminals. Mm-hmm. So these actions are justified. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess with you know, the, um, you know, the present, you know, pandemic um, with Corona, mm-hmm. people have been stabilized in the house. They've been paying more attention to media. They've been able to take things more in without distraction. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue with George, um, with, with George has been, has been unable to deny Maybe because maybe because it was almost nine minutes, uh, you know, but whatever the case, I don't think anybody in their right mind was able to justify at that point um, that what happened to him, you know, made sense. You know, they weren't able to. And so at this point, you kind of have to face it, I think. And now people are, now people are like, wait a minute. Now, they've seen videos before, but they've been videos have been one minute long, mm-hmm. 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened before then. I wasn't able to see, uh, you know, the mm-hmm. previous interaction and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now it's like no excuse. And people are really like, wait a minute, man, this is wrong. So there may have been people the whole time that have been for justice, but weren't able to justify protecting black lives because of the portrayal in media mm-hmm. of some, quote unquote thug life. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's also been something new that's kind of been, uh, been brought to light, you know, yeah. but, but again, man, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a lot going on. Um, yeah. you know, it's hard. A lot of people have exposed themselves, um, on our friends list in our lives, <laughs> our networking buddies. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to stay in the middle. Um, like you said, it's not, it's really not black or white per se. It's not black or brown per se. Uh, it's justice and injustice. Mm-hmm. You know, and you really got to decide what side you stand on, man, because um, the times are trying. People are emotional. Um, I've never seen in my lifetime protests go long. Go for. I've been down there three times 
And I know we yeah. talked about not going, but it's like yeah. I just wanted to get down there and, and peak the energy, and it wasn't all bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was a lot better than what I anticipated. Yeah. Um, but you also have a lot of people who um, I don't know how I feel yet, you know, but you do got a lot of theorists out there that's uh, that contend that this is a bigger part of this of a picture that's not directly related to black lives, but more related to, uh, you know, martial law and, and more control um, and justifying you know, uh, National Guard. I mean, just so, so many different yeah. things, bro. So yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a lot to take in, man. But yeah. Um, and I know. do I definitely look at, you know, some of those parts and pieces because I do hear, you know, the, the, the mumblings and rumblings around that that idea. <clears throat> and because, as we've communicated many times, fear is a driver. Right. Fear is a driver of change <laughs> because in the moments of fear, people are not thinking straight mm -hmm. and oftentimes will agree or react or respond in a way that's favorable to the person that is kind of <laughs> behind that fear. Right. right. Um, we've already it's already been made evident where people stand and where the the leader and i'm air quoting for the listeners of this country what side of the lines you know he stands on and it's almost as if he's adding fuel with his uh silence towards what's happening words towards how to fight against what's happening right which right, right. That's aligns with <laughs> the people that we're talking about. Right. And that's that's a part of it that is very, very unsettling. You mm. see that. I I, I just saw a, a, a screenshot of his uh, page. If you um, go onto the website for the precedent and it's about helping to rally against Antifa and right. sign up now. And it's like, what? <laughs> do you like anti-fascist? Like that's is like, yeah, that's what we don't want a fascist. But again, I don't, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just the, these covert coded ways of saying things that, we all know exactly what they mean, but it right. boils down to let's talk in this coded language. So in the moment, it'd be like, what? No, never. I knew a person of color in the third grade and we ate lunch together. I could never be racist. <laughs> um, what I will give now getting out of the weeds of it is, as you said, you know, the people coming together and I, and even with that, though, there's a part of it that, you know, we talk about this often of the rally. Right. Of. I enjoy this in this moment and seeing some of the images captured, listening in to some of the takes, right. uh, some of the people who are out here. And, you know, this is history in the making right now, everything that's happening. Right. I just hope that the people out here who are being allies to the cause and trying to run at least in this moment <laughs> the race with us 
uh, uh, beside us, those fists that we see in these pictures and these, these great quotes, these write-ups that are 15 paragraphs long on social platforms that in three weeks, in three months, right. three years, in three decades, you still feel and you're still pushing that with that type of energy. Right. Because if it's just for the photo op and it's just so that you can show that, hey, I was I was here. I was there. But that's as far as it went. These conversations are not being had with the the run ins of family members and friends <laughs> that need to be had. You know, the um, the idea of, of, of this is <clears throat> when people kind of frame it like, what can we do? Right. Right. Um, it's kind of like an abuser saying to the person they're abusing, how can I stop abusing you? What do I need <laughs> to do? Like, huh? How? What? that's not how that really works. Right. And that that's where it gets a bit. It's like, no, you need to talk. We've been talking. We've been speaking. We've been yelling. We've been crying. We've been dying. Right. Over this same thing for centuries now, <laughs> hundreds of years now, the conversation needs to be had over there. Right. That's where the push. This is an understanding that has to kind of make its way through uh, more people. The same way that I look at, you know, um, being a man and the talks that I've been able to have with close women friends, my, my sister from another Mr. and Mrs. Morgan and understanding about uh, um, just the scope of, you know, uh, uh, sexual assaults and so on. That's reframed my understanding of things, right? And right. it's also made me start checking some of my partners in moments of just things that's that are said or whatever. Like I'm saying something now rather than just be like, oh, you crazy. You'd be like, oh, nah, bro, that's weird. Right, right. So that's where that makes a difference. Because there's, again, people that have been saying this for so long that that's weird. That's this. But now I'm saying it to you as your peer. That's where it starts impacting. That's the discussion. So having that understanding, that is what needs to be happening on the other side. It's in these boardrooms and these meetings, right, that these conversations need to happen. It's these city council, right? It's. <laughs> Your, 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 rather it's the police department, rather it's city council, rather it's state government, federal government. It's all these levels that these conversations need to be had amongst the people in the rooms to get these systematic changes happening. And I'm seeing where, you know, we were talking a little bit offline, where some of this stuff feels like trying to change it from the inside out is almost futile as opposed to removing and restructuring right and that you know leads me into the whole you know minneapolis city council members moving to defund their police department and dismantle their police department right right 
And to know that how huge that actually is to know that they have the necessary uh, uh, votes to kind of move forward with this idea. They have nine of the 13 um, in this idea that, you know, it's not a quick like, oh, tomorrow it's over with, but needing to understand how to structure because everybody in a community should be able to feel like the people who are set there to help uphold these laws <clears throat> are there to actually do that. <laughs> um, you know, we often talk uh, or, or hear like about people policing your own communities and so on. And one of the thoughts that I, I go with that, and I've, I've put it out here on wax before, people who are from areas should be the people who work in those areas. And what I mean by that is, or a, a similar area, because if I grew up in, let, let's rewind like 20 years ago, Northeast Portland, for example. If I grew up there or around there and was familiar with there, not what I saw on the news and what my parents told me about not coming from Beaverton over into the Northeast, right? right then I would have an understanding of the culture of the area, right? I would know that this is these are just teenagers. This isn't a group of gang members. I would know that that's old man Charlie and he's got a mental health issue. It's not something actually dangerous. Right. I would know this community enough to be able to understand the unspoken language. So I wouldn't be coming here on high alert in this fear state, because if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> the cop out anytime is, I was scared. Mm -hmm. You get people who are used to these areas, who are familiar, not even used to, familiar with these areas and this type of environment, they deal different. The same way that me and you can go into a space, right? We can see 10 young black men with hats on, sneakers, jeans. We could identify because we have an understanding, even with them all having the identical outfit on, we mm -hmm. can do a fair assessment of who's the nerd, <laughs> you know, and no knock on nerds. I love right. nerds. Right. But we can identify who's the nerd, you know, who might be a little turnt. We can pick up on that right. as opposed to somebody that doesn't. They just see this outfit and it fits into this box of the. Right. 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 <laughs> right? right. And so. Those are the small differences that I talk about, where those are things that you can be able to pick up if you have people who are from the environment being able to patrol the environment. You would have a lot less fear. Right. And then you would also have some type of trust and rapport. In my opinion, of course, <laughs> you would have some type of trust and rapport with the officers of the law and the community because the community would feel like they're for the community. Mm -hmm. And now again, this isn't about color, skin color, race, whatever you know marker you wanna put on it. This is about understanding where you're at right. and being able to deal in that space without fear, without having everything that's been drilled into you about what this type of an area is like. So when you come here, you're already on 10. Then you're meeting somebody else that is just as fearful because of what's been done in this, these areas at the hands of people who 
unfortunately, are in that uniform. Right. So now you've got two scared people, but you only got there's only one of those two who gets to use being scared as a defense for anything. Right. The or go ahead. No, no, I was just I, I like the idea because uh I just heard a lot of talk and I've been paying attention and you know I see that um you know they people are moving for you know first responders to be more mental health experts, yes. you know, uh psychologists, people who understand these traumas and know how to deal with them because police aren't trained for that, you know. And I heard they have the least amount of training. Uh, the dang, they're all professions, you know. There's uh, so, and listeners don't uh, go crazy on me if I'm saying the wrong place. <laughs> it might not be England. I want to say it's England, but there is the way that their police force works. Only like ten percent of law enforcement carry guns for one, right? They have mental health professionals who are a part of the task. And those often get called out in situations where it's like, oh, yeah, this isn't necessarily a dangerous scenario. This is somebody that needs to be talked off a ledge, per se. Mm -hmm. And they pull that in. And the amount of issues that they've had minuscule. Because they also have police, they also have a system set up that the police are in the community, not to be there as bodyguards and, and fear mongers, but to be there and be a part of what's going on. They go and talk to the people in the community. They get out and have conversations. They show up at events to be able to mingle. Right. Again, building a certain type of rapport. Right. We don't have that. We don't see that. I'm not saying we don't have that. I'm sure we've, we've, we've had, we've seen video and so on over the years of very stand up, you know, and, and, and one of the things also to take into account, I know I'm just saying, you know, police and, and law enforcement as a whole, we understand that nothing is absolute, right? There's not all in any situation. Right. But as it's been painted time and time again, if you have 10 <laughs> that are bad, right. hundred that are good, and those hundred are not addressing those 10, then you just have 110 bad. Right. Right. That's what it's going to be. That's right. I wish that it was different, but it's not. And the thing is, if you're not gonna gonna kick those out, even when I see the people that 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 um, you know, I've seen some officers post videos and essentially saying we're not we're not all we're 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 yeah, cool, that's great, that's great, we get that, right? With that being said, this is what's going on, and this is how it gets painted. And I know people could take that context and try to put that towards, well, this is how we see these you better. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. You know what? Being born and existing is not going into a career and taking an oath saying that I am going to uphold <laughs> these laws and do this, this, and that for the community. No, you gave this, you should have this training. You, you or not, you gave this, but you gave this oath. You went through this training. So you should be operating at a much higher level than just a civilian. Right. But you see, and I'm sure you have experience of, Barely being able to have a, a regular conversation with a law enforcement officer. Yes. Because of this power structure and dynamic that's in place where you're being aggressive towards me for nothing. Right. Your tone. For what? I'm, I'm pulled over or you're stopping me to ask a question. Why are you talking like that? Right. And then when I meet you with that, I'm aggressive. 
Bro, you know, um, I was watching, I think I was watching, uh, I want to say that was Dave Chappelle. You know how his comedies go. He yeah. get real political. <laughs> it was funny. But, um, you know, he, he brought up the argument about, you know, police brutality and some of the uh, arguments against it, that it doesn't, that it's not that big of a deal and every career has a few bad apples. Uh, <laughs> And Dave Chappelle said, you know, it's just some careers where you can't have a few bad apples, you know? Yes. And and, and I agree with that because I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's important for people to really understand. Like, I think I made a post today. The protest is not against white people. Um, it's not against police. It's not against America. It's not against the flag. It's against brutality. You know, it's against inequality. And it's against uh, it's against a system um, that was grounded off of racism, you know. That's that's unjust. And so, if you're an American, why would you want to fight against that? You know what I'm saying? And people got to ask themselves that, you know. And and that that's what's mind boggling, um, <laughs> you know. And it's like we do have to get to a point, you know, to where like people are honest with that. You know, you don't have to be racist to be prejudiced. Um, you know, there's so many different aspects to it, man. And, 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 and here's my take on it. I've said this for the last 15 years. Uh-huh. Police officers are human beings, man. Yes. You know, they're not robots. This is not TV. Um, they don't have extra powers that humans don't have. They are bound by some of the same laws of nature that every human being is bound by. And, Unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, that comes with selfishness. You know, a lot of times we're taught to be selfish, as selfish as we can be mm-hmm. without getting reprimanded, right? Hey. And so I tell people all the time, there are a lot of people in this world with a squeaky clean criminal record. Mm-hmm. Not because they're not criminal minded, don't think about crime. It's because they don't want to deal with the consequences of being a criminal. Mm. And now mm. we, and so we're talking about people, humans bound mm. by the same laws of nature, um, who really understood, who've come to understand that they're not bound by no consequence. Mm. So you know what that does to the normal human mind? You know what I'm saying? We go as far, most of us go as far as we can go without getting caught. Mm-hmm. And some of us are just good human beings, and we never, and we never. We never hurt anybody. We don't break anybody. And we show love our whole life. But that's not the majority of Americans or or people in general. And so we have to look at that power structure and why it's got the way it's gotten. And Mm -hmm. so we've always needed accountability. That's all we really needed was accountability. Mm -hmm. You know, which kind of beats down the black on black crime comparison because (laughs) black on black crime is prosecuted within 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. They go straight (laughs) to jail, man. And so, again, that's why it's not about black or white or, you know, black and brown or whatever. It's just typically about all the country needed was a little bit of accountability for people to understand that they will be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, regardless of where they work at, if they're breaking the law. That. Period. That's it. That's what we needed. That. You know? It didn't have to come to this, man, but it, it's here, um, you know, and, and now we're dealing with it and it's blatant. 
Um, and now the conversation is much, much deeper uh, and much more painful and more emotional. But, you know, if, if not plan A, I guess then plan B. You know, it's 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 kind of like, um, you know how you can see sometimes when somebody realizes partway through a discussion or an argument that they're wrong, mm-hmm. but now they've got to double down because to say that they're wrong or they were mistaken mm-hmm. or they didn't have the information that they mm-hmm. got through this conversation, they go even harder. And then that's when the other irrelevant stuff gets pulled in to try to justify when sometimes a simple i was wrong right my bad right think of how uh, sometimes just a genuine i'm sorry i was wrong stop somebody in their tracks like you can't even keep going on your point right (laughs) when sometimes when you get an actual i'm sorry i you get people who even if they're trying to continue now they're stumbling to try to keep throwing stuff at you because it's like, yeah, okay, that that felt that was oh, okay, that's all you were actually searching for. Right. <laughs> and to think of how many of these situations that we've seen that that's that's it is or not that's it, but some of the stuff is as simple as we were wrong. Moving forward, this is how we're going to right accountability. Right. <laughs> so hitting that and then moving forward. But it seems that that's not that part of it's not thought about. Right. And that's from the level of just your casual, you know, online uh, connection on up to these people making crazy money <laughs> sitting in these right. places and spaces that uh, help to dictate the laws and things that are created and passed. Right. Um, Something I do want to jump into right quick uh, is <laughs> a nice little highlight in all of this. A little, little bit of a, a like a, a pushback. That's pretty nice. Um, the Black Lives Matter mural that got painted on the street leading up to the White House. Um, when I first saw it on Friday, my first thought was like, "That's got to be photoshopped or something." I just saw a picture. And then looked into it. And for any listeners that aren't aware of it, um, there's a the, the mayor, uh, Muriel Browser. I might be saying her name so, wrong. Sorry if I am, but she's the uh, mayor of Washington, D.C. And uh, she commissioned a mural that reads Black Lives Matter in bright yellow <laughs> paint. And when I say like huge, meaning those three words span two blocks, two right. city blocks, and right. the letter height is curb to curb. On top of that, wow. um, they replaced the street sign with Black Lives Matter Plaza. <laughs> and this is a one to two minute walk away from the front of the White House. <laughs> so looking out the front, it's right there can't miss it and she got a little uh a little a little petty 
and uh, <laughs> she had put up a picture with uh, some projections on the buildings on um, <laughs> on the sides of the street and then posted a picture on our uh, Twitter and said, we turned on the nightlight for him so he dreams about Black Lives Matter Plaza. There was a dispute about whose street this is, <laughs> or there was a dispute this week about whose street this is. Basically saying, this is the, the city street. <laughs> wow. um, it just, it's, it's, that was a cool, I've seen the pictures where they did the aerial view, which made it even realer, like, yikes. That's yeah. tight. That's great. But, <laughs> but again, just these, you know, little moments. And again, it's, it's, it's bigger than just that, as you know, we pointed out, it's bigger than just the idea of the Black Lives Matter. There's so many more, you know, systems in place that need to get tackled. And it's, it, it, it gets much deeper than just police brutality. It gets right. deeper than just this. It's, it's, it's a bigger problem, but we're starting to see some of the people in positions of power stepping up bringing light to the situation, standing on the right side of history, even with everything that could and will come their way as a result of it. Right. And it's people like that that are needed to stand on their own, stand on their own to, to believe in what's right. Right, right. And to follow what's right. That's all absolutely. it is. Absolutely, man. It was nice to see the donations out there. I've seen Nike Jordan brand do about 100 million over 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. people are always, you know, ragging on Jordan about his participation in, you know, uh, black, black affairs, you know. But, you know, we can just hope that, you know, people see the message and they decide to be a part of it, man. I mean, the goal is to make this place uh, just a little bit more tight knit, you know. Yeah. And as far as calculated conversation goes, We've all we you know ever since day one you know we we've talked about uh, what what makes people feel uncomfortable and angry is being misunderstood, that. you know, um, and people have been misunderstood. You know, African Americans in this country have been misunderstood for a very very long time, um, you know, and way too long, and it's just getting to a point to where I think people are just sick of it, and a lot of people are willing to risk their lives uh, now to get their message across, and so. So the best thing that we can do with people, again, is, you know, we're going to be different. We're going to have different opinions, different walks of life, uh, different cultures, different races and colors. Uh, the one thing that we can do as people is continue to try to understand. And that's all I can say, man. I mean, you don't have to always agree. You show you understand, you'll get a lot more further with people and possibly, you know, um, smooth out situations that, that could get a little bit hectic or hostile. Yes, yes. But it's been a great, great conversation. We uh hitting our, our uh end of episode timing. Right. But thank you guys for listening in for another uh calculated conversation. That's right.